All right, welcome to day 27 of quantum computing zero to hero. Today we're doing the complex algebra kata from uh, the quantum katas from Microsoft. So check this out. Day 27, we're going to learn about um, complex algebra. Remember back at the very beginning when we installed Jupyter, that's going to come in handy. Um, so let's go ahead and get started. I uh, should set up the summary and analogy sections of this. I really should make this into a markdown template, but that's a problem for a later date. So the first thing that we're going to need to do is um, rather, so you can do this um, in binder, which is sort of allows you to run Jupyter Notebooks on the cloud rather than on your main computer. Um, it's pretty cool. It definitely helps lower the barrier to entry, but I would like to run this on my own laptop. And since we have Jupyter Lab installed, that's pretty simple. We're gonna go ahead and clone this. Um, HTTPS, we don't need to make any edits. So we're gonna get clone this, pull the terminal here over to documents. What else do I have? Uh, I think this is good. I'll put it here, just in documents. So the command here is going to be git clone link. If you don't have experience with git, um, it should be installed pretty much on whatever machine you're using. Um, and this, this just, uh, you don't, you shouldn't need much more other than the ability to clone. Um, and clone just sort of means download in Git lingo. So it has downloaded. We can go ahead and move into it. Quantum katas are here. And there's a lot of them. We just want to worry about complex algebra. What was that link? So it's under tutorials. And complex algebra, tutorials, complex arithmetic. Awesome. Um, oh yeah, we should pull up this again. We do Jupyter lab, oh, uh, Jupyter dash lab. Yeah, there it is. This takes a little bit. I'm unneeded, right? Yeah. Done that before. <laughs> but I am unneeded, so we're good. Let's go back to documents, quantum katas, down to tutorials, and into complex arithmetic. And go ahead and start up this notebook here. And I'll close that. All right. So we have a complex arithmetic quantum kata that we're going to go through. Um, what's cool about this is that it is open source. You can check this out. You can, if you have suggestions to edit, um, it would be great to learn how to use Git and GitHub, make a pull request, suggest something that can be changed. In fact, if I ever find something in an open source, when we go through all this, if I ever find something in an open source, um, resource, and I think that it should be changed, I will definitely open up a pull request and probably walk through that, do it on the stream. So let's yeah, dive into this. Uh, tutorial covers the following topics, imaginary and complex numbers, basic complex arithmetic, complex plane, modulus operator, imaginary exponents, and polar representation. So if you know about all of that, you think you could explain it, um, the basics of it, pretty well to someone, then go ahead and skip this. Otherwise, let's keep moving. Uh, there's a cheat sheet here. What's in this cheat sheet? Oh, okay. For some of the, I guess, case reference. Well, that's, that's really nice. Um, here's some complex arithmetic references. 
Okay. Uh, more information about complex numbers on Wikipedia and uh, introductory Python tutorial, but we've already gone through that. So let's start by importing speedful mathematical functions and constants, setting up a few things necessary for the exercises. Don't skip this step. We're going to control enter. And we already have an issue, no module named PyTest. So I think our best bet is going to be tabs. No. Uh, we should be able to open up a terminal inside of this, right? Some folder. I don't remember how to open up the terminal inside of Jupyter Lab. Launcher? Yeah, okay, there we go. Let's launch a terminal. And we want this to be, we want to um, pip install pytest. That's what we were missing. Pip, again, is the Python package manager that comes pre installed. I test. Huh. Says we already have it. Let's try this again. Okay, success. Um, all right, algebraic perspective. Imaginary numbers, for some purposes, real numbers aren't enough. Probably the most famous example is this equation x squared is equal to negative 1, which has no solution for x among the real numbers because um, you can't multiply two real numbers together and get a negative. If, however, we abandon that constraint, do something interesting, we can find our own number. Let's say there exists some number that solves that equation. Let's call that number i. Oh, yeah, just so everyone knows, this um, this video today, um, I'll, I'll make sure that this is this is known, is licensed under the same thing that the quantum katas are licensed under, what this tutorial I'm using is, um, the MIT license, just to make sure that I'm all, um, I don't know, up to date. Uh, I will have a copy of this. Um, uh, I mean, obviously, I'm, I'm using the software differently. But basically, anyone can do, um, can copy, modify, merge, publish, distribute, sublicense, and or sell copies of this tutorial, um, just like you can with the quantum katas. I love the MIT license. It's probably my favorite open source license. Um, we can define our own number. Let's say there exists some number that solves that equation and call that number i. So i squared is equal to negative 1. We said before i can't be a real number. In that case, we call it an imaginary unit. There's no reason for us to try that acting any different from any other number other than the fact that i squared is negative 1. So we can add we can add together, we can subtract it, we can multiply by uh, real numbers, and we can even multiply by imaginary numbers, right? Negative i squared is going to be multiplying it by negative 1, and then multiplying that by itself. Number i, multiples imaginary numbers. Mm, yeah. I wonder if this is a 3 blue, 1 brown. Let's see. Ah, uh, no. Khan Academy. That was the other option. Um, OK powers of i. So this is an exercise that we're going to try to figure out ourselves. So we get an even integer n. We return the nth power of i, or i to the n. So um, n, OK, if n is divisible by 4, so if, yeah, if n is divisible by 4, we get something. And then otherwise, this is, uh, we know that it's, uh, an even integer. So it's going to be, we could, we could write this as 
Keyleth and mod two is equal to zero. All right. So this is this is going to be the case where um, n is a multiple of two, but not a multiple of four. So things like two, six, ten, etc. But yeah, okay, we just leave that else. We really need to enter in these. Um, so let's think about this. So i squared, well, we saw that i squared is negative 1. Right? So that's probably going to be our first answer. What about i to the fourth? Well, that's going to be i, uh, let's see, i squared squared. And that did work. Well, what's that? We can just square both sides. Negative 1 squared is equal to 1. So our first first um, is going to return negative 1. That's when it's, or no, sorry, this should be positive 1. It's a power of 4 is positive 1. And otherwise, other powers of 2 is negative 1. Let's see if that works. Nice. Got it right. Okay, some complex numbers. Adding imaginary numbers to each other, quite simple. Um, I'm not going to read this out loud. I will summarize important things. Okay, complex numbers, sort of generalization of real numbers and imaginary numbers put together. Uh, complex addition. Okay, so we get x is a plus bi, which is represented by a comma b, and y is c plus di, represented as c comma d. So we want to return uh, some z that is uh, h plus gi. So h is just going to be a plus c, and I'm sorry, g is going to be a plus c, and h is going to be b plus d. Uh, two plus a pair of numbers. Yeah. Okay. So a and b and c and d are already pulled out for us. That's nice. So the real is a plus c. We already saw that. Uh, this is going to be b plus d. Nice. All right. Uh, we're going to multiply. We're going to do some complex multiplication. So a complex number x is a plus bi. And y is cd, like we had last time. So we're going to multiply the two of them together. Interesting. Represented as a tuple. Well, okay. S is going to be A plus BI times C plus DI. Equal to, we'll have AC out front. And then I'm going to do the, the last because we'll see that we get plus BD times A squared. And then we'll have in the middle, we'll have plus a di plus c di. And i squared, we know, is negative 1. So we can rewrite this as ac minus bd plus and then we can factor out this i um, right here, plus a d plus c b i. Okay. So I want to return this as our first one is going to be. Uh, we want to pull out the a and the c and all that from these complex numbers. So. A is equal to x0, B is equal to x1, C is equal to y0, and D is equal to y1. And so we want to return AC minus BD and AD minus uh, plus CE. 
Hmm? I have some issues. Oh. No implicit uh, multiplication. My bad. Multiply implicitly. I had a Python for a second there. I'm doing too much math recently. Not enough coding. Okay, complex conjugate time. Well, it should be really simple. Um, I'm going to copy paste this from up ahead, up above, because it should be the same. Yeah. Um, and so then this is just going to be x, just x. And so we'll have a and g are the same. So we can just do a, comma, and then h is going to be negative b. I don't know if that works. So negative 1 times b, just to be safe. Cool. Um, uh, to recap for anyone who's just listening, the complex conjugate, if we have some complex number a plus bi, the conjugate of that is just a minus bi. You um, invert the sign of the imaginary component of your complex number. Right, complex division. Oh, yeah. I missed a point in my linear algebra class for forgetting how to do complex division. I wish I had done this sooner. Oh, well. So basically, we use the conjugate in order to make the um, denominator of a complex division just a real number. And then it makes it nicer to find out what the um, actual complex value is for complex division. So for this exercise, we've got complex number x is a plus bi represented as tuple complex number y is c plus di not equal to zero represented as tuple we want to return the result of the division x over y is a plus bi over c plus di as just g and h so we're gonna have to do this same thing that we've got up here um so what we're gonna end up with is uh, a plus bi, but this will be ac um, minus bd i squared. So i squared is negative 1, so this will be ac plus bd. Let's, let's uh, pull, our, uh, pull our variables out. Come on. You're just being a bit slow running Jitsi at the same time as other stuff. All right. So our let's let's say let's let's define a new variable. Um, yeah, we'll say. G prime, just so we know it's not the final one, is going to be equal to AC plus BD. B times C plus B times D. And our H prime, so everything with I in it, is going to be uh, CBI minus AD. 
So C times B minus A times D. And then our G, our, let's say our um, nominator, I'll write out innator because I don't have to make everything end in innator, unlike Dr. Doofenshmirtz. It's going to be C squared. Um, this is Python for raised to the power of 2 plus D squared, our bottom, right? And then our G is just G prime divided by our denominator. Our H is the same thing, um, but H prime divided by denominator. For return is G comma H. Let's see if that works. Hey, first try. Love it when code works on the first try. All right, this is the geometric perspective and the complex plane. And this, now we have pictures. So if you're just listening, um, don't just listen. Go do this. You can you can download this quantum kata, learn about some complex arithmetic. Maybe brush up. Maybe you already know this. But, um, it's a good reminder, for me at least. Okay, so the modulus is like the absolute value, but for complex numbers, that's going to be our analogy. I'm going to just go ahead and put that into Obsidian right now. The, the modulus for complex numbers is like the absolute value for real numbers. So if x is a plus bi, then the modulus is the square root of a squared plus b. Uh, slightly different, but algebraically equivalent definition, which is the modulus of x is x times the conjugate of x. Interesting. Yeah, OK. And the modulus distributes over multiplication, but not over addition. Interesting. Yeah. So we're going to return the modulus of a and x. There are variables in here. So we pulled out a and b, and we're going to return. Uh, math dot square root uh, a squared plus b that work? Yeah, nice. All right. Imaginary exponents. So e to the i theta is the same thing as cosine theta plus i sine theta. That's weird. Why, why is that true? E to the i, just if theta is 1, mm, cosine of 1. Uh, I don't know. That's interesting. OK. Explaining why that happens somewhat beyond the school tutorial requires some calculus. We won't do that there. If you're curious, you can see this video for beautiful, intuitive explanation. I am curious. Ah, it's a three blue one brown video, of course.
Okay, interesting. Although it didn't really tell us why raising something to the ith or multiplying by i is the same thing as rotating by 90 degrees. I want to learn more about that, but um, yeah, okay, interesting. Mm. So this will give us some value in the complex plane. Uh, some examples of the formula in action, e to the i pi over 4 is going to be cosine of pi over 4 plus i times sine of pi over 4. Euler's identity is an interesting identity. Five fundamental constants of algebra into just one expression. Take it Mm -hmm. Interesting. Okay, so we've got a complex number A plus BI, which is AB. Return the complex number E to the X is equal to B to the A plus BI is equal to G plus HI represented as a tuple, G comma H. Ooh, okay. Mm. Okay, so we're going to raise to E to the E to the A plus BI. Okay, so first pull out our a and b. Um, so we're going to need this one here, e to the a plus bi is the same thing as e to the a times e to the bi. So call this ea is equal to uh, math.e raised to the a power and then e underscore bi. Now that, that should really be exponent, but we'll use underscores so that we don't run into problems. Uh, the BI is um, math. Well, so really this should be, uh, we, I think math dot was cosine first, right? Yep. Hmm. So we're going to have two parts to e to the bi. Um, we'll have a cosine theta, which is going to be whatever b is. So we'll have uh, cos b, oops, and sine b. So equals math dot cosine b and math dot sine of b. And so what we do is we're going to take this ea and we're going to multiply by each of these. And so what we'll get is g is equal to ea times cosine of b. And H is going to be EA times 
times sine of b. That gives us our g and h values. Hey, hey got it right. Okay, uh, another exercise. Complex powers of real numbers. We've got a non-negative real number, r, and a complex number, x equals a plus bi. So we want to return r to the x as some imaginary number. Mm, very interesting. We might need a hint on this one. We'll try it first. So we're going to pull out our a's and b's. Up here we said we call this e to the ln of r. And we can you know go back to um, Will be e to the something. There's no imaginary anything in that. So, so what is the bi? The b and bi just always zero. going to do this. R raised to the x is going to be just is just going to be g plus hi. So r raised to well this will be r raised to a times r raised to bi. Oh right. And r raised to bi hmm. okay well we can start with ra right ra is equal to r raised to the eighth power RBI is what? E to the natural log of BI? I don't know how to, how to do that. Natural log of the complex number. All right, I think it's time to use a hint. ln of r is only defined for positive numbers. Yeah, okay. Mm. So we split this into to the bi. So, but... I don't know how to take the natural log of a complex number, right? That's what we would need to do. I'm not going to look at the answer yet. I'll let it mull over in my brain. We'll come back to that. R is e to the ln of r. Look at that. But if r is is real, I guess. Yeah. Oh, R is real, right? X is not. Okay. So E to the ln of R. Hmm. 
Denise. But then, but now there's no there's no uh, imaginary in there because R is real. Yeah, we'll come back to that. All right. Considering again this uh, circle defined in the complex plane. Okay, um, so we want to return R and theta. Okay, so first of all, let's pull out our A's and B's. Mm -hmm. So our if we look if we just look at find that that's pretty thick yeah anyways um, so our a is going to be our is going to be cosine of theta so is cosine theta and e it's just sine theta. So if we go back over here, um, our our distance is going to be the our uh, modulus. So actually, let's we'll get r is equal to. Where you define that, right? Where, what was that called? Yep, just modulus of x. And theta is going to be arc cosine of a. So math dot arc cosine of a. We don't even need to pull out b. Hmm. That's wrong. Is that not arc cosine? Uh, yeah, that is arc cosine in radians. Oh, okay, so we're off on E to the So we got we got the modulus right. That's good. But our theta is off. 
theta should be between negative pi and pi. What runs between negative pi and pi? Uh, Cosine is going to be between. Oh, I guess arc, no, arc cosine. What's the range? Zero and pi, yeah. So let's do. Um, B is x1. This is a sine. Where? Oh, uh, a sine of b. Okay. Math domain error. Where? On data is math that a sine of b? Oh, this isn't a unit circle. Yeah. So we do need this. Well, the whole thing. So sine is opposite over hypotenuse. So this will be um, b over divided by the modulus. So. Modulus of x. Division by zero. I guess I can just divide by r. Makes more sense. But it should still be the same thing, same error. Yeah. Float division by zero. Zero. Hold on. Well, let's let's do some more debugging. A is equal to x zero. Print A. Print B. Yeah, zero zero. So. Let's just do this. If R equal to zero, turn zero, comma, zero. Uh, yeah, that should work. Otherwise, we're going to do. So we're still getting our R right, but we're getting the wrong E value in different place this time. So maybe that's a good sign. 
sine is opposite, which is our B coordinate, or Y, yeah, B, over hypotenuse, which is uh, the modulus of that. So what's wrong? What's going on here? Let's look at the hint. Should be arctan. Opposite over adjacent. Oh, oh, yeah, okay. Between negative pi and pi. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So uh, A is x zero. Tangent is opposite over adjacent. So math dot a tan opposite is uh, b over a. All right, well, now I want to see what. that should be working, I think. Okay. Um, for, yeah, square root. Eight and, oh, eight and two. What's eight and two? Oh. Oh, I can compute the correct quadrant. Uh, all right, eight and two of B comma E. There we go. Okay, very interesting. So we're going to convert between polar and Cartesian coordinates. It's the other way around. So R is equal to x0. Theta is x1. It's definitely taking very close to an hour. So. Probably a good amount of work. Okay. Um, we want to return the Cartesian representation of AB. So that should be pretty nice, right? We get um, A is cosine of theta. Is should be um, R times cosine theta. And B is so A is equal to R times math dot cosine of theta and B is equal to R times math dot sine. There we go. Polar multiplication. Um, a complex number, r1e to the i theta1 is represented like that. Return r times y equals z is something oh, interesting. Mm. So if we know that this represents a rotation, and this represents a scaling, we should just be able to multiply r1 by r2. Uh, 
So let's let's call this R three is equal to R one. Oh, hold on. R one is x of zero. Two is y of zero. Theta one is x of one, and theta two is y of one. And so now we can say R3 is R1 times R2 and theta 1 is equal to theta, or sorry, theta 3 is equal to theta 1 plus theta 2. Right, so it's me, right? Um, the only thing is uh, now I got to do some sanity checks so if r3 is less than zero hmm, r3 times equals negative one. And if theta three uh, is less than math pi, then we want to what add two pi theta three is equal to plus equals two times math dot pi else if theta three just to separate them is greater than math dot pi uh, 3 minus equals 2 times math up. So our So our, uh, our distance is right, so we had that logic right, but we are getting values greater than pi i still, because we're probably taking giant thetas, because they don't give themselves the same restrictions. So, how do we want to do this? We can, we can divide by pi and oh, that's too much work. Let's just see what they did. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I know I got to adjust it, but I don't want to think too hard about how to adjust it. Uh, angle greater than f pi. What? That's less than or equal to. Oh, yeah, that should be if theta three is less than or equal to negative pi. There we go. All right. I was doing right. Ish. 
arbitrary complex exponents uh, raise a plus bi to the c plus di. Oh my gosh. So that's going to be a plus bi to the c times a plus bi to the di. And I think that understanding that is enough. I need to go to bed. Let's see what their answer was. Oh, they're converting. Interesting. Convert it to polar form. Uh, complex exponents follows. Huh. And then convert it back to Cartesian form. Blech. I wonder. Hmm. I wonder if like doing this the normal or the the non convert it to a polar first way would have been simpler or how that would have ended up looking. But I am too tired to figure that out. So I think this was a good day of complex arithmetic. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Um, yeah, I will stop sharing and stop this stream. <laughs>